Thanks for listening to the Struggle Podcast, where godly guys are on a journey to define the modern masculine. And now your host, Mr. John Ray. Well, hello, it's David Flores uh, coming to you from uh, the house here. Uh, we're recording episode number 12 uh, of the Struggle Podcast. Uh, we got Israel online with us. We have... Uh, Ralph Bettis online with us, uh, and we're going to be talking about the second chance dilemma. But I want to introduce a special guest we have coming in from Kansas City, Mr. Andy Barnett. Andy, you want to tell us a little about yourself? Sure, David. Uh, great to be with you guys, and uh, uh, yeah, happy to join the podcast, man. I live in uh, Kansas City. Uh, I'm a full time voice actor, so I record uh, narrations and commercials and, and different stuff. And uh, it's the first time I've been able to do a podcast in a long time, so I'm excited, man. Cool. All right. Well, so let's get started. Um, Ralph, you want to kind of frame the conversation? Yeah, you know, so so recently in the news, we had this, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt um, hidden and kicking this girl at a hotel. And uh, immediately the, the Chiefs cut him. He, he's having a great season, uh, a big part of the, the Chiefs offense. And, um, and as part of our, you know, group chat, we started asking the question, you know, if you were going to hire somebody and they had either a conviction or they had some sort of uh, domestic abuse in their background, would you hire them? Some of us said, yeah, I'd hire them. Others said, no, nah, I don't think I would want somebody like that working for me. And it got us talking about second chances. Um, and so that's kind of how the conversation started. And, you know, I remember back in the day, like you look in the 90s, Cowboys, right? Those guys, you know, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have social media, all that stuff. So who knows what was happening behind the scenes but those guys were getting arrested for drugs and all sorts of assault. But at the time, they would always use this phrase in sports, America loves like a comeback story, right? Yeah. America loves to give a second chance. But in the current climate, you know, the Me Too movement, things not being quite what they were 10, 15 years ago, we're in a more sensitive era where people are much more aware of appropriate, inappropriate behavior. Um, and a little bit less inclined to give second chances, especially when there's video. And so that's kind of how the whole thing started. And, and when we talk about second chances, you know, second chances encompass not just sports, obviously relationships, you know, your spouse with friends. Um, it encompasses issues at work when you drop the ball or something like that. Um, and so we kind of started kicking around the idea of, you know, how many chances are too many? When, can we, when do we give second chances? When do we stop giving second chances? Why has the climate changed? Um, why do some players get second chances? Some players don't. There was a real good article this week on Randy Gregory um, and his substance abuse and how the Cowboys kind of stuck by him. Um, and so that's kind of just kind of how the subject came to be. And now we're trying to unpack it and figure it out. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, you know, like last year, you know, you know, along the lines of sports and, and athletes, you know, we had the, the, the issue come up. We're all, well, I don't I know Andy's not, but us three, uh, Ralph, Israel, and I are, are big Dallas Cowboy fans. And we- We're had the it. good guys. <laughs> Cow <laughs> hey, Cowboys and Indians, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, we had, last year we had the issue with Zeke, right? Uh, and, and him getting, you know, him getting uh, suspended for six games. And man, I was pissed. But then, you know, I started thinking about it, like, you know, he did something that, you know, he did something that, that, that warranted some, 
some discipline, you know, and, and it warranted, um, you know, it warranted me questioning whether I'm okay with it just because he's part of my team, you know? And so I kind of started, mm. I started thinking about that. Like, am I okay with it just because I want my team to win, right? And so, you know, along the same lines, you know, I, we got Andy on the line because, uh, you know, Andy's from Kansas City. He's done some work for the Chiefs on the sidelines. And uh, I know he's a big fan. And so, Andy, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, Andy, Andy, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we get there, you guys have had some winning teams in the past, but you had Alex Smith winning teams. You didn't have Pat Mahomes winning. Oh teams. no, no, this is uh, this what, is new territory, man. This is what, weird. What is it's, the sports uh, atmosphere like over there right now? Oh, it's ecstatic, man. It's 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 fantastic. I mean, we, we're not used to this. That's for sure. To have a have a superstar behind the uh, behind center is is pretty amazing. Yeah, he is the real deal. All right, so let's talk about, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Kareem Hunt and the atmosphere over there concerning well, what he did. You know, it's interesting what you said there, David, because I kind of looked at it myself as a Chiefs fan. And honestly, I've got Kareem on two of my fantasy teams too. So it's like, you know, I'm like, there was a meme going around that's, that this is terrible, but it showed the, the video of, of, of Kareem doing the, the kick. And, you know, it said, uh, the, the meme had, my fantasy football team was on top of the woman. But anyway, which, you know, this is what Kareem is doing to my fantasy football team, which is, right. you know, terrible and selfish. Who, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, this is much bigger than football or fantasy football or any of that. It's this is this is violent. This is, uh, you know, uh, disgusting and un unacceptable. But uh, anyway, the the mood, I would say in general for me as a Chiefs fan, and I, and I read some articles and I've talked to, I've still got some friends that work with the Chiefs radio network that have uh, in, in uh, contact with the players and stuff in the locker room a little bit and I think the mood was kind of somber this last Sunday during the Raiders game it was a fun game we won but it was kind of like it almost felt like a funeral or something it was it was wow. like everybody was just kind of you know like oh man you know what happened because you know Kareem was yeah dynamic dynamic athlete on the field man and uh, uh, from what I've read you know he clicked with the group he was you know considered a you know a brother in arms and uh, uh, everyone seemed to they, they talk about this team just having great chemistry there's not really a whole lot of cancers on the team you know anybody that was even close to a cancer maybe it was like Marcus Peters last year they traded him away um, there was this idea that they were really going for uh, a positive environment uh, good chemistry uh, in the locker room and uh, everything was firing on all, all cylinders so it'll be interesting to see how they handle this adversity going forward um, with Kareem what, what I'm curious I'm, I'm sure you're you're a sports radio talk radio guy like the rest of us we listen to that stuff uh, you know here and there what, what's been the atmosphere among among the fans are are there people advocating that he shouldn't have been cut maybe we should have kept him suspend him you know try to rehabilitate him or was everybody on the same page you know this guy needs to go no it's a, it's been a mixed bag for sure there are there are people that have uh that, well they immediately the comparison that was drawn was the ray rice video that came out a few years ago where you know he literally cold cocked his right. girlfriend at the time and, and, and drug her out of the elevator unconscious and uh so people immediately said well it wasn't ray rice it wasn't this and you know I heard somebody today on on sports radio say, you know, why is that the standard? That's that's wow. kind of a sad thing. If that's the standard, if that's what's bad, I mean, that's that was awful. That was that the guy should be in jail, frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, 
So yeah, I think there, but there's a mixed bag. There's there's some people that are arguing and saying that uh, oh he wasn't really. It was more of a shove, and he didn't really mean to connect with her when he kicked, and he was drunk, and she was drunk, and there were words exchanged. That may very well be the case, and probably was the case. But still, it's it's kind of a zero tolerance thing. You just don't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. It's it, it was a t- it was a tough thing, you know, when, we're, when we had a six game suspension of, of Zeke Elliott, especially after the uh, the uh, 2016 season where he had, you know, just torn it up. And uh, you know, when when I started unpacking it, and you know, in the end, there's no room for that period, in my opinion. You know, I'm the right. kind of guy that, that, you know, you do that and I'm going to rag your ass for for as long as it, it's going to it's going to be around. You know what I mean? And as long as I'm going to be around, um, I, I, I just have a very low tolerance for it. And uh, and and I think, you know, I think more more of us, you know, kind of have to hold each other accountable in that way. Um, especially among peer groups because you know if it, if it's not that way guys are going to get away with what they want to get away with you know well and and one thing to keep in mind here with this situation with the chiefs and kareem hunt is that uh, you know the real i mean obviously what he did was was awful but what what i think really made the release happen immediately is at least the reports are out that he did not he was not honest with the chiefs about what happened they didn't even find out about it from him they found out about it because of the police report Mm -hmm. and the police report was vague the video was unavailable the nfl apparently couldn't get a hold of it the chiefs tried to get a hold of it the nfl said no we'll handle the investigation from here and so uh, they didn't apparently get it i don't know how tmz gets it uh, unless they're paying uh, you know a buttload of money to get it which i assume they did um but you know the big thing with with kareem is that he he apparently lied to the chiefs and that's what the organization said they said you know it's one thing to have a mistake and to to lose your temper and do this and try and address it and try and seek help and counseling and better yourself it's another thing to lie about it for eight months or whatever it was right so i'm so so i want to kind of segue to to second chances and um i'm going to i don't know if you guys saw this but there was a story today um on ESPN, uh, ESPN.com, about Dana White. Um, they just signed um, Greg Hardy to fight his first UFC fight. Greg Hardy used to play for the Cowboys. This is the guy who threw his girlfriend on top of a pile of guns, beat her up, threatened to wow. kill her, and ultimately ended up paying her off, shipped her to like the Bahamas for months so that the prosecutors couldn't find her, didn't press charges. He ended up playing for the Cowboys for a little bit. Um, he's no longer playing football. But so so Dana White is looking to sign him. And there's a, a girl, and I'm not a big UFC guy, but there's a girl named Rachel Ost- Ostovich. She is a UFC fighter. And she was just recently, month, just a month or two ago, a victim of domestic abuse. Um, mm. her, her boyfriend or husband, who is also a UFC fighter, beat her up. Um, and so Dana White, the way the story goes is that Dana White, there, Randy Gregory is going to be, or Greg Hardy, I'm sorry, is going to be fighting on the same UFC card. So he asked Rachel, wow. how, do you, how do you feel about Greg Hardy fighting? If you are uncomfortable, we'll cut him. And she said, um, I thought it was really interesting. The quote that they had in the story was that she said, um, his story isn't my story. Everybody's story is different. I believe in second chances. 
I have no problem fighting on the same card as this guy, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, Greg Hardy's thing happened probably six or seven years ago. But I thought it was interesting that this woman who's just recently a victim of domestic abuse basically held in her hand whether Greg Hardy would be fighting. And she said, I believe in second chances. You know, everybody's different. But I just thought it was interesting that right after this Kareem Hunt story, you've got uh, Greg Hardy who, you know, beat up his girlfriend pretty bad. She bruises all over her body and he's getting a second chance, you know, and we've talked about in our group that time heals all wounds. You know, it happened a long, you know, a good while back. Um, but segueing into, into second chances, you know, when there's video of what you did, you know, we saw with Ray Rice, he didn't get a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know he's he's yeah. out of the league. Yeah, I think. In, um, in, I just wonder what that's going to look like for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's the world we live in. You know, it's the world of social media. It's a world of cameras, and um, you know when there's video, it, it it makes it real. It makes it uh, it makes it tangible to people, and so it's very 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 difficult to excuse. Um, so I, I want I want to kind of shift gears here and, and, and take a uh, take a look at our personal stories, see where. Uh, where in our lives, you know, we've we've been able to get a second chance, uh, and and where, um, you know, where and what and the difference it made, you know, uh, to, to each of us. Israel, can you chime in on that for for, for a minute? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I should be all for second chances because uh, I was given one early on in my relationship. Um, at the, I would say like three, four, like four years ago. Um, I started dating my wife. Um, she was kind of uh, pretty open-minded. Um, you know, we we go out and have a good time, and she was just very easygoing. And uh, you know, chemistry was awesome. So I, uh, I guess I just, uh, I, uh, how do I say it? Spit it out, dude. Spit it out. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I I took advantage. You know what I mean? I took advantage of of her being like that and so i you know i i fooled around you know um because um at the time me and her were you know had had not been intimate yet you know we were trying to we were trying to honor god um you know in in our relationship but um i i fell you know i i was weak and i fell into the flesh and the the guilt was eating me man it was for about a month and a half like I held on to this to the secret, and it was eating me up. And we went to we went to service one time, and I felt like you know the pastor was talking right at me about just opening up and freeing. And, and so, and it was funny because that day she was uh, she wasn't feeling well. I think she had like a headache or something. So she was like wanting to go home, and I wanted to talk to her. I said, "We need to talk. Like, just come to my house." And she was like, no, I'm kind of tired. And I just needed to get this off my chest. So I, I kind of gave her a hint, like, no, we we need to talk. So I told her and, you know, she um, so she was like, so we're going to be friends. <laughs> you know, she uh, we we took a step back, but she didn't completely cut me off, man, uh, which I thought was amazing. And yeah. I thank God for that. So. Um, but I knew at that moment that I had to really step myself up. Like I had to gain her trust back, um, and uh, it was it, it was tough, but um, I was it was I was able to do it, man. And we're here now, married, three going on three years, and with a baby boy. 
<laughs> I'd like to I'd like to kind of chime in also and sec you know and talk a about you know personally how how second chances in my life have have come around you know I want to share a little bit uh, the way I know Andy is we actually went up to a Wild at Heart uh, a conference up in Colorado um, and uh, you know that was just a, a very uh, just a totally amazing amazing and, and transformative experience up with uh, Ransom Hart and, and John Eldridge's team. Um, along with uh, mm. Brian Harden and the Daily Audio Bible, um, so so going into that, you know, I, I you know Anna and I had been married um, about going on uh, ten years, twelve years. The first time I went, and um, and you know, man, I, I you guys that, that know my testimony and what I, what I've shared, you know, through our experience together, know that uh, for me, the, the biggest uh, wound I had was peer rejection, and so I kind of turned in emotionally. I was emotionally disconnected from Anna and from the kids. Uh, and one of the things that, you know, after, you know, after, uh, you know, growing in my faith and, and attending the, the Wild at Heart conference and stuff, one of the, the, the things I'm most, uh, most appreciative uh, from, from my walk in, 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 the, in those areas is that I've gotten a second chance to, to, to get out of that disconnect and reconnect and try to connect with Anna and try to connect with the kids because uh, you know I was the guy that checked out for a long time, uh, checked out and and, and didn't didn't uh, didn't make the effort uh, and so those check that th those uh, experiences leading into this and, and the second chance I got uh, to to uh, you know make some something worthy of the time with my with my family um, man I can. I, I don't know where I'd be with if, if I didn't get that second chance. Uh, so, I, you know, I wanted to kind of personalize that part uh, of my walk and kind of connect that to with, you know, with Andy being here, just kind of kind of fell uh, fell into in, into the into the groove. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that that's definitely something I'm really appreciative for. And, and Ralph, and I noticed here uh, on our show outline, you talked about the last chance. What happens when you yeah. used up all the second chances? Tell us what, what, what you meant by that. Yeah, so you guys know my story. I mean, you know, we, we've been friends for a long time. Andy doesn't, so I'll share it, and it'll be fresh for Andy. Uh, for you guys, y'all have heard all of the dirty details. Um, but, you know, I had a marriage that ended because I was unfaithful, and um, it didn't end when I was unfaithful. I got a second chance. But, you know, I remember in 2010 when Sarah confronted me. Um, we separated for a little bit, and I'll never forget taking Katie to the beach. Katie is my daughter. She was probably nine at the time. And I was trying to explain to her that we were going, Sarah and I were going to be separated. Um, and so what I told her was, I, I broke promises that I made. Um, and, one, and, and Katie said, well, why can't you just promise not to break them again? And what I told her was, when you've broken promises over and over, your promise doesn't mean anything anymore. And I'll never forget, she said, you know, you know, out of the mouth of babes, they say, right? Katie said, Dad, I'm gonna write that a note on a note and I'm gonna pin it to my heart so I don't forget. You know, I'll never forget my nine-year-old daughter telling me, that was in 2010. Fast forward mm -hmm. four years, we go to counseling, things are going okay, um, and four years later, Sarah drops a bomb on me and says, you know what? I can't get over it. I can't trust you. I'm still like every, every single day I worry and I don't want to keep living like this. Um, and we get a divorce, right? And so 
she gave me chances, you know, and I, 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 I blew it off. You know, I walked all over her. Um, I've learned a lot, you know, since then. Um, you know, it was a tough time. But there comes a point where you continue to take advantage of the second chances um, and you don't get another chance. You know, there at some point is going to be a last chance. And, uh, you know, these football players have seen it. You know, we've seen it in our personal lives. And I think that's why it's so important for us to recognize the importance of the second chance. You know, it's not something you squander. Um, and, you know, I, I love sports. I love the way sports relate to per, our, you know, our personal lives. And I read this story about Randy Gregory, uh, defensive, I think he's a defensive end for the Cowboys. Um, he has battled some substance abuse and he was basically out of the league for the last year and a half to two years. Cowboys stuck by him. His attorney got him into rehab. He's playing great again. Um, but he talks about in the article that he knows that that just like that, it could be gone. And um, that he doesn't have a whole lot of chances left. And I think for you know the everyday guy, I think that's what we have to take away from getting a second chance is that it doesn't mean you're going to get a third chance. You know, it doesn't mean your family's going to stick around, your, your boss continues to stick by you even though you show up to work late or, you know, you call off because you partied too hard over the weekend and you got a great boss so he keeps giving you chances. At some point you run out of those chances uh, and it, end up affects, it affects your family, your marriage, your kids, your work life, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so I think that, that the key to the second chance is recognizing that it's a valuable opportunity to make things right, you know, with, with whoever it is that's giving you that second chance. Right. I, I think that's a great takeaway from, from this whole conversation. Uh, I just like to add uh, from my part, this is kind of like our closing thing. You kind of close out just by summarizing, you know, our thoughts on, 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 on the issues. Um, you know, just along those lines, you know, take advantage of that second chance. Um, make sure that you that you are uh, uh, that you're cognizant of, of and, and that you're also intentional about uh, making things right. Um, it's just it's just you know it's one of those things you you, you don't want to end up regretting. You don't want to end up regretting. Um, and, and so you know that's that's the takeaway you take from this. Take advantage of the opportunity to have that second chance. Israel, what are your? Th Do you care if I chime in? Sure, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Just, I just real briefly, I just wanted to say uh, thank you guys for sharing your story a little bit there. And uh, I know that's uh, painful stuff and, uh, you know, stuff that uh, is, is real personal. And I also can relate and have uh, similar personal stories of I've battled some uh, addiction stuff myself, have been in a community of grace, have uh, uh, gone through stuff with uh, my wife and uh, our marriage uh uh, is still going strong, but uh, there have been hiccups. There have been those things that you guys talk about and and struggles. And uh, so I can relate with all that. And I, I guess for me, one of the turning points was realizing. Uh, and you know, you just talked a little bit about faith, and 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 and, and that is seeing that uh, you know you're you're gonna. Um, you don't know how many chances you have with with your wife, for instance. Uh, it could be one, it could be two, it could be whatever, and that's out of your control. Um, but knowing the difference between that and and you know your relationship with Christ, and that you know uh, the sin is paid for in full. That that is knowing that identity is what's helped me to stay strong. If that makes sense, is is try to to do that. And uh, for me, the. The interesting thing about this Kareem Hunt situation is I feel like 
I heard one person criticize the fact that, oh, well, they, it's okay to to hit and punch a woman, um, but fibbing is that's not allowed so they get rid of him but I, I think it really is key the the whole idea of walking in the light with whatever you're doing because we're all going to struggle we're all going to have failures um it may not be in that same arena but we're all flawed human beings and uh for me the key has been learning that it's more important to walk in the light immediately uh than it is to get it right because no matter how hard i try i'm going to not get it right most of the time with a lot of things um but being able to walk in the light and be honest and be, have a community that where you can you can do that uh is it's just been a huge thing for me so yeah for sure totally get it all right israel you want to bring us home um i i like what you said there andy um about walking in the light because i i also um i would agree with that and say that one of the biggest, one of the turning points for me was learning about transparency, mm-hmm. um, accountability and a transparency and how uh, liberating it was, man, how freeing I felt, you know, once I I, I couldn't hold uh, my shame, I couldn't be in the dark anymore. Once I brought it to light, um, the situation started, you know what I mean? We started to build back up, we started to, re, to rebuild and so, um, I, I agree in the sense that we need to um, just be open and, and and not let the devil try to you know shame us into anything. Try to keep us in that in that darkness. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, I transparency, man, transparency is key um, to moving forward. Yeah, awesome. All right, thank There's you. There's a whole. Uh, have you guys read a book by uh, John Lynch called True Face? You ever heard of that book? I haven't. No, I haven't. You guys should check it out. Anyway, it, it, the whole idea is it's it's really about the struggle be behind wearing a mask. We're we're taught from a young age to wear a mask and hide our true feelings, hide what we're doing, cover up, rather than experience grace. And that's being known by people. Uh, that's the only way you can experience grace. Right. It's that it's that poser uh, that that Eldridge talks about. Right. Uh, you know. That, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, This is The Struggle Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at m46initiative.com and on social media at m46initiative.com. We thank you for listening. Thank you uh, for sticking with us. We ask that you share our content. And uh, and, uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us on social media. Thank you.